Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags, uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Fred Moore. This is the Steel Mace Nation podcast. And my guest today is Nate Juarez, who is gotapivot.smf on Instagram. Gotapivot, spelled G-A-D-A, pivot, P-I-V-O-T, dot S-M-F, which means Steel Mace Flow. You uh, just recently became uh, uh, like an official Steel Mace Flow what they call an educator, right? Like the top line guys, right? Yeah, that's correct. Congratulations. Thank you. I saw the uh, post you put up where uh, that was happening. Was that a surprise? It seemed like they surprised you. Yeah, it was a surprise. Like it, I put it in the application for it like six months earlier. Um, and I was at the point, I was like, okay, it'll probably be like a year or two if I've like, you know, really considered. And that's totally fine. I'll work towards that. Um then I went to this workshop out in Vegas, and uh, yeah, they're, they're like Zach showed up, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Zach's here. That's interesting." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, at the end of the workshop, they did that ceremony, and I it totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Wow, they got you good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you say uh, Zach Yannick was there? I saw mm-hmm. in the video uh, Jamie Pinto. Jamie Pinto was there. He's been on the podcast a bunch of times. Um, so who else was there besides Leo and those two guys? Uh, Leo and Gianni. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, not Gianni. Um, G. She's the she was actually um, named educator as well. Okay. Uh, and she's actually stationed out in Brazil right now, which is super dope. Oh, we, stationed? Is she? She also stationed. I say stationed. She. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure she was military. Well, she has two. She has two. Uh, she's two residences. One in uh, Brazil, where she's from, oh. and uh, out here in PB. So I say stationed, meaning like you know. Is she Steel Mace Brazil? Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. No, she's Gotta Flow SMF. Oh, okay. She's Gotta Flow SMF. All right. right. I let me write that down real quick because I got to make sure I'm following everybody. Um. Yeah. So. So. Uh, th- that's who was there. There was, uh, and then there was just uh, people taking certifications and things like that. Yeah, other people, uh, you know, like David, uh, Master of the Flying Gata. Um, there was Quinn uh, from Quinfit. Yeah. Um, or Steel Mice Prince. His handle changed. I know that he yeah. at one point. Um, and then my partner was there who was recently certified as a coach, which was great. That was a fun little thing to have there. Um, and a bunch of the community that, the, that G has for her White Lotus um class like her white lotus gym 
Yeah. Um, super dope. Uh, the community there was very welcoming and warm, which has been my experience with the entire Steelmates community. Like, exactly. And that's why good. I started this podcast, because I was like, if I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to rely on having good conversations, I better... I better go to where I have good conversations with people. <laughs> and I, everywhere I was going, it, it was like, oh, Steel Mace. And all of a sudden, you were best friends and you were having a great conversation. Didn't matter yeah. if you were a beginner, if you did flow, traditional. None of that mattered. It just mattered. Like, you you understood what a mace was and you thought it was cool. As opposed to somebody going, what the hell is that? Is that bad for your shoulders, right? Yeah, it creates a nice common ground, which is which is which which doesn't happening with a lot of a lot of other modalities no it's 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 a fitness modality for sure but there's something else to it right what is going on there that, that what's this common ground you're alluding to well the, the there's this humbling experience when you when you pick up a mace for the first time like you expect it to be super easy but Within the first three seconds, you realize, oh, this is something different, right? And you try to wield it, and you're not good, right? That, so that like it's it's it, the mace gives you this perspective of of strength that that brings everybody to the same level that plates don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not to say anything wrong about plates, like right. by any means, but. Yeah, there's a, they create this understanding of strength that we need to develop to to wield this tool in a very strong and beautiful way, um, which provides us insight into ourselves. Which, as we all know, the more insight we have to ourselves, the more we have insight into understanding others around us, right? Yeah. And that's creating a harmonious, you know, community environment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Good yeah. answer. Would you say that that kind of insight also helps develop leadership qualities? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, when I was, like, when I was, before I even started Steel Mace Flow, I was, I considered myself just a lowly coach trying to make it by, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then I picked up the Steel Mace and, you know, before I even found Steel Mace Flow and dove into the actual practice of it, you know, I fell in love with, like, the club right okay and uh and when like i remember walking home one day and i was like i'm gonna be good at this i'm gonna make this something that i could do for my life to make to make other people feel and experience what i'm experiencing right now did you ever say that to yourself before no really really i have, I have never said to that myself to that i've never said that to myself no so that was what did that feel like when that came out of your your mouth? It, you it, heard like, it? It, it felt really good. It, it was a very uh, physical experience, more than like an emotional, like as much as it is an emotional experience. My body kind of vibrated a little bit. I couldn't stop myself from smiling. Um, I finally understood in that moment what it meant to be like light on your feet like you know that you know that, that like the, someone looks like they're light on their feet it's because yeah. your heart's big yeah. your energy is so like perfect like like um high or free your frequency is so high at the moment that you're literally floating across the floor um and that you know that was a really nice moment for me um because like that was like right in the middle of the pandemic um when that was whole kicking off so i was like looking for looking for some like something that I could cling to that I could 
that I could use to develop myself in the moment and then use it ongoing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And when I, when I realized that's what the mace could do, um, I, I took the time that the pandemic gave me to understand it the best that I could. And I'd practice like six, seven hours a day. Um, and I'd take it with me everywhere I went. Um, and it created the, like this, like that, what I said to myself that night walking home paved the way for my discipline in this practice, which created the opportunity for me to become a coach, which created the opportunity to become an artist, which created the opportunity for me to become a businessman, which then created the opportunity for me to become an educator. And all the while I've been able to develop myself to a to a degree that I've never been able to achieve before, especially by myself, right? We all know that the seal mace is a fairly like independent practice, um, and I and I use that for the last almost three years to develop my mental self, my physical self, and combine those two things together for my spiritual self, and. <clears throat> You know, I've done counseling. I've I'm a, I've I have a background in social work. I did social work for six years and worked with CPS and developmental youth. Um, and in all that time and practice, I had I had I had a baseline understanding of of human psyche and the human condition and how to work with myself and others. But the but the gift of movement and the combination of the spiritual practice of the mace provided me with the language and the the ability to perceive things in a very unique way so you you developed an intuition yeah basically. For, yeah you started to be able to read people and understand their basic needs and how to how to um meet them at those at those needs right so yes yeah that's amazing man that's amazing. So, you know, I always think mace people of uh, – they're all usually very open-minded people because otherwise they wouldn't pick up the mace, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're already there, but you're in the middle of a pandemic, and we've all been there. We all know what that was like. We were all stuck. We were losing our clients. We, were lo we, we didn't even know what we were going to do. And then you're like, wait a minute. This thing – is making me feel good, making me feel a special way. This is something I could tap into and bring it to other people who are feeling stuck. Maybe I could get other people unstuck, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I and I guess you know, yeah, we, you really do have a very cool background for this because of what you, you know. You have the um, the social work background. Mm -hmm. Okay, so but you were at the clubs before that. Right. Uh, yeah. So be before the clubs, before the pandemic, I was a bodybuilder. Uh, okay. All right. What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States. That explains your physique. All right. <laughs> yeah, I bodybuilt for about six years, um, and I competed during for that duration. You competed the, the last half. Yes, the last half. So wow. be 
before I started bodybuilding um, competitively and working towards that kind like that stage, that working towards the stage um, when I was 24. Yeah, uh, I was actually like 260 pounds and 40 percent body fat. Yeah, okay. Forty percent. Uh, right, yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, it was big enough where I, like I could fit a beer can on my belly and like let it rest there and just not like touch it. And then big. it was big. It was bad. Um, <clears throat> that was your bulk, though. You you yeah, were caught, right? totally. It was totally my bulk. No, that was no, no, no. That was that was the that was a lot of stress weight from sitting behind the desk as a social worker. Um, and like I, after like a few years, I gained out like a hundred pounds after college working in social work, sitting behind a desk, you know, doing that type of stuff. Um, so I got into bodybuilding and like totally trained myself back into shape. Um, and use bodybuilding in the stage as a uh, as a as a motivator, and yeah. it was great. I loved it. Um, you know, and uh, bodybuilding. I I love bodybuilding. It's my foundation. I when I was throw one more throwback when I was fourteen, my dad threw me in the gym, wanting me to be like, "You're not gonna be you're not gonna be weak, Nate." Um, and I was like, "All right, cool." So I you know I started body like training with weights at a very young age. Um, but didn't really get into it until I was in my mid twenties, trying to get back into shape. You, so, you trained yourself or did you have a coach? No, I trained myself. I did. I did have a posing coach, um, that yeah. I worked with. And then, um, you know, and then my colleagues and I, we all like trained together in the gym. You know, I had my one favorite business or, uh, uh, workout partner, Mary Lou. Um, and she and I would train together all the time and compete together, which was fun. Um, yeah, all the training I did for myself, uh, I like I did all the the programming, the nutrition, all that stuff on my own. Um, after getting certified and do, went back to school for personal training, um, when I decided to shift from social work to fitness. Okay, and so that's that's even more interesting. So that goes to show um, what kind of coach you really can be, because you were able to coach yourself into bodybuilding competitions. Which maybe somebody's like not interested in, it, like I don't care about that. But it, the point I'm trying to make is that you have to be really consistent and dialed in with your diet and your programming, and and uh, like you have to be devoted to it, and to train yourself. And that's one of the hardest things with I think in bodybuilding out of anything because there's always those moments where you're going to second guess yourself. You got a competition coming up. And you're like, I, am I doing the right thing? You want to switch things up, and that's where usually a coach says, "No, no, wait a minute, wait, we're, you're getting crazy," and they settled you down or whatever. But um, that's why I want to bring that up because that goes to show the type of character you are, um, as far as stick to itiveness and trusting yourself and everything. And that also kind of explains how you were able to grasp onto the the mace and just be like, "Yeah, this is going to be my thing." Confidence, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that it gave me for sure. You know, um, I there was a there's, you know, there was a good period of time, and like I I suffer with the I don't suffer. <laughs> I would like to re rephrase that. I live with depression, though so I have like so that's you know I struggle with that my entire life. Um, but uh, it's, so I don't necessarily like lose confidence all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like the rest of us we put up a good front <laughs> yes very much <laughs> um, but it is something that i do train myself to believe in right um and that's one thing that the mace helped me do and helped me really like see that is 
a potential in myself to have um, exist in my life, that, that belief, that confidence, that, that um, surety in yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that's definitely something that the maze helped me give myself. Did the maze help you be more confident more so than, than weight training? Yes. How so? Uh, So with, so with the, with weight training and and bodybuilding, there's a lot of, um, how do you say, uh, comparing yourself to others. Yeah. There's a lot of competition with, with other people, but also mostly with yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's not as fun. Um, beating yourself up all the time based off the comparison of others is not the life that, you know, yields happiness. Um, and it tore me up. It like, it, it destroyed me after a while because I did, I did surrender to that competition and I used that energy to drive me as well. So if you get what, kind of, what kind of energy are we talking about though? The, the, the com- competition. So yeah, was it like, was it, um, there's different kinds of energy. Like uh, a lot of, a lot of times people are lifting bodybuilding, whatever There's like anger lifting Sure. So right. There's anger energy. They're getting their anger out, which fine. That's, you know, but sometimes that's not good either. Nobody's really doing no. anger steel mace. Like I'm so angry. I, I did do angry steel mace. Okay. I have done angry steel mace. Uh, there's a, uh, there, there's actually, there's a few of them on Instagram where I'm like in my garage, like I couldn't sleep that night and I had to like, just like put on some angry fucking music and go like balls to the wall and flows for like a few hours. Wow. Trying to get that energy out. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes like that's necessary. Like that was necessary for me at the time, you know, um, like at that time, like, I, I just let, like, I was, I, I, I had to escape my living situation in San Francisco, the place where I was living during the start of the pandemic. My landlord turned into a psychopath. <laughs> okay. Um, so after leaving that situation, I was decompressing and like had to get a lot of that energy out. Okay. I, yeah. I was living with that for about like eight, like six months, like eight months or so. Um, and that was pretty terrible. Um, so I, you know, getting that, using the mace, having that, 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 um, tool that is literally built for combat, right. Used for mental, like, like internal competition, not competition, but internal combat, internal conflict um, is a great way to, to resolve it because you, like, in my mind, I was taking something like angry and ugly and, and, and just like brutal and making it tender, you know, beautiful and like strong, right? I was taking yeah. that was negative and turning it into positive. And, it, and like, and that follows along the lines of like cognitive behavioral therapy. And I don't know if you're like familiar with that, but it's like changing cog- like the b- thoughts and beliefs and it changes actions and, and it goes through that cycle. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what I use for meditation flows like you know you you have this belief and and it's making you feel this way and it's making you flow a particular way or not letting you flow a particular way so you need to shift your perspective so that you could change your behaviors so that you could like have different thoughts 
Okay, I think we just got to the next big part segment here that we need to nail down because in your Instagram, you basically, this is your call sign, your tag, that mm -hmm. you help clients get into flows, right? We're not yeah. just talking about physical flows, like a three-step flow. We're also talking about the mental state, right? So are you explaining what you just, what you just said now that you explained that's part of your program? Part of it. Yeah, very okay. much so. And like, and some of it is intuitive and other times we have to go like, be very blunt with it, with a figurative smack in the face. Oh, uh, when do you have to do that with somebody? <laughs> it's when, it's when their, uh, when their belief of failure is so high that they don't even act. Oh. Right. So for example, you have somebody trying to learn a flow. Um, and they are so bogged down by the, by something, right. Um, and it's presenting in the, in the training session as the, the ability to move through the flow, but the actual thing that is limiting their action is their belief in themselves to be able to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's when, the, when action is so disrupted by belief that there is no action, that is when we get into like the figurative smack in the face. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and, it's, when, and when I say smack in the face, it is very much a love. Like, all right, so what's going on here? Let's yeah. Talk about this for a second, and then let's let's move through it. Literally. You're you're being more direct with them at that point. You're not trying to like. Um, sometimes you can teach people things without them. Like you're using more of like a subtle approach. Correct. A gentle hand, like, hey, just do this. They don't even know why your ass is going to do it, they, but they do it, and it, it all. But these people that you're referring to who are stuck, they just that's not going to work. They, you have to go right in and say, listen, man, you're. This is what's happening. This is what I see. What is going on inside your head? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then once we figure that out, we we're able to correlate the strength relationship, their ability to do it, their ability to hold the position, their ability to move through the position. Uh, whatever that might be, and we correlate their that that weakness to that negative thought, and then we create strength in that space instead, and we correlate, and then we reprogram that thought process to a different one. Right? Wow. Then that's typically more. That's typically obviously more positive. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, and it works really well. And sometimes you know, sometimes it happens with clients on their own. Like on the other end of the spectrum, we'll move, like we'll have an uh, individual move through a flow. And at the end of the, at the end of the flow for the, of like two minutes or five minutes or whatever duration we go through, um, they're like, coach, we did, we, I figured out this thing. I was just, you know, we were like, I was, we were talking about this earlier about this thing that was happening in life. And all of a sudden, like I had this great idea or, wow, or, or like, they'll come out of it. It's like, you know what? That was actually really, that was like, I came into this feeling like garbage and this was really good for me that I did this because that just felt really good here, you know? And I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, that like, that's this building that relationship of, of, of strength and, and physical empowerment versus like the weakness and that negative yeah. belittlement, the, like that self belittlement. Yeah. Right? It's pity so, for yourself yeah right? yeah get yeah, rid of it's, that it's a, it's a beautiful transition when it happens so this is wild man so 
I know you're probably not going to officially call yourself a therapist because of legal stuff, but I'm calling you one. I'm <laughs> saying you're one because I've, I've been to therapists before. I've talked about stuff. You know, I've seen stuff. Uh, I'm a firefighter. I've seen some pretty bad stuff and uh, I had to get it off my chest and no disrespect, no disrespect. But the guy sitting across from me, He's kind of overweight. You could see, you know, he, like, he doesn't exercise or anything. And again, that's fine. But what you're talking about and what I'm hearing and what I've heard from being in a therapy session, I, that's what I'm hearing. But you're adding in physical movement mm -hmm. in the sun, in the park, moving yes. a mace around, getting vitamin D. And, you know, when you're just sitting there on a, on a couch talking about things you're feeling – you, you might reveal a lot of things about yourself, sure. but also add in this, this physical fitness. And it's almost like you're, it's, it, you're, you're able to teach people high performance stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So, I mean, can you see yourself in the future? Uh, I mean, I don't know what your business is doing right now, but I, I, I know you're kind of just started, mm -hmm. but you're a young guy and you got it already. You got a foundation. Can you see yourself in the future, like having like a, a CEO from a company coming like, oh, I'm just stuck. I got to make an, I got to make 200 million more dollars for my company. And can you see this happening for you? Uh, I mean, maybe it's not necessarily like, that's not necessarily my target demographic per se, but um, if that happens, that happens. I, I do have um a client who is a, a cancer researcher for the state of California. And then I do also have an individual who runs, uh, he's a partner in uh, residential, um, uh, he's in residential like sales that is across the world. So that's, um, he's pretty busy all the time. So I do work with those clients and those are the clients that I actually do the most, I don't want to say life coaching with, but like, that's basically what we do, we go yeah. through not only just the coaching practice, the health, the stress practice um, within our session, but we also do the mobility work. We go through like, how's your nutrition going? And, you know, making sure that everything's staying relatively consistent, you know, making sure that they're staying on top of their wellness while they're traveling and that kind of stuff. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, um, you're, you're, you're a high performance CEO and you're going to a, f a fitness professional to help deal with stress. And we were just talking earlier about weightlifting and anger lifting, right? Or, or, yeah. or whatever. But I mean, like you get on a bench press, right? And you got all this stress inside you. And what exactly are you doing? You're either doing burnout sets like crazy until your, your muscles are just locked up or you're going heavy, heavy, mm -hmm. go heavier. Not that it's the worst thing in the world, but it can be a little self-destructive, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we all, I I used to say it myself as iron is my therapy, right? And it still kind of is in a way. Yeah. Um, but I remember going into each set angry, like, and like, and I did a really good, I do a really good job of going into the set, having one type of energy. And then once the dumbbells hit the floor, I'm back into like, ha 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 ha, like chilling and whatnot. Yeah. Because that, but like, and that's kind of, the difference between the mace stuff, I believe, is that it's not as fluid of emotions that you could transfer back and forth. Um, that what I mean by that is that, um, 
the energy that you bring into the press, like the dumbbell press, doesn't go anywhere. It, right. Like you might be putting, you might be uh, like exuding, you might be trying to put it, get get rid of it, right? But it actually just goes into the dumbbells and right back into you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's so, a good way. To... By the end of the session, like you're more bound up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Then you were going into it. Yes, you were able to get a little cathartic experience from it, but the, but you kept the energy. Yeah, that's that's how it feels. Exactly. Right. So Steel Mace Flow, on the other hand, you're guiding people through a flow. And when people start experiencing flow for the first time with you, what kind of feedback are they giving you? Are they just like blown away are they saying it's more up in my my mind or is it a mix like what's the most common thing you hear them say it's different the the, in the moment it's mostly silence Uh, they because they don't know what to say yet they don't know what to say they well they don't know what to say or they're they're in it they're experienced right right um but once the mace goes down it's typically like a whoa or i went somewhere right or like uh what was that it was like well like <clears throat> or they just go into like the story the story you know um and and then you know i'm sitting there listening to them speak and i'm like yeah yeah that yeah those are places that we go that's yeah. the, that's the beauty of the maze yeah so I, that's a good point like so a three-step flow something basic that person is actually going somewhere so mm-hmm. So when they're processing, going going through stress and all the stuff, they're not just sitting on the couch, like in the in the office, getting sucked into the couch, getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> right. They're actually like standing up and they're going. Yeah. Where are they going? Well, they have to complete this flow and they got to do it on this side and they have to do it on this side and they have to get that pivot down and they have to get that mill out and it's mm-hmm. a process of moving forward while you're tackling maybe some stuff going on in your head. Mm-hmm. That, that, boom. That's the that's where you got to go. That's what you got to do. That is awesome. Yeah, it works really well. I love it when um, <clears throat> you know, go, depending on the type of of experience we're going for. Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, I have I have clients who will typically just go into a into their space that they need to like at the beginning of every session uh like the first things that we ask hey how's your day what was your day like how is your body feeling right and is there anything that your body needs right now um and we go through those and you know whatever we have to go through those are typically what the flows get targeted towards right those specific needs okay um, and what typically happens, and it's a really cool experience, is like sometimes, and I call it time travel, right? The, um, when people go into their flows well enough, people f- go in time travel. That's where they go, right? And I say it's time travel because their body has this ability to house experiences for us, um, good and bad, good and bad. And when we move through that space, depending on whether or not we have actually processed it or we want to process it again, your body will bring it up, right? Um, And I call it time travel because depending on the certain um, experience, your body will put a literal timestamp on 
your physical and emotional self. Um, and it will kind of keep you in that place. So when you go to that place in your body, you will relive that experience. It's kind of like how PTSD works. Okay, yeah, like revisiting the trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be bad. It, it also it, it, right, yeah. For PTSD, uh, it's it's revisiting the trauma. Yeah. It's revisiting the trauma. Yeah. So you you literally relive that experience, and it's kind of, it kind of feels like time travel. So I, I, so I call it time travel. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people will go relive those experiences throughout that specific day or something that happened last week or something that happened three years ago. And they'll, we'll talk about it. They'll come back and have that experience and they'll have reformatted that experience or work towards or have the understanding or been able to come to the door that will allow them to walk through a different perspective. You know, yeah. it's really cool. Um, and, and it's something that the, that the barbells and the, and the dumbbells didn't give you. Now we're, we're really knocking bodybuilding and dumbbells. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel so bad. Every single time I we talk about flow, like, I like yeah. bodybuilding always gets thrown into the garbage and I feel so shitty. Because no, I know yeah, I do it too. And I, I train with everything. So are you still doing dumbbells and stuff at all? Actually, no, I stopped. Uh using dumbbells and barbells um like right before the pandemic actually so um the talk about negative energy not going anywhere um i hurt my back after enough loading um and i wasn't able to walk for a while um so yeah it was bad um i throw my back out constantly and it was just like not a good place to be in um so you know four years ago now i wasn't able to touch my knees with my fingertips oh boy now yeah. wow i mean you go on your uh instagram and you're doing whatever you want to do with your body you move great man so that's so here's another thing you know um people who beat themselves up in their weightlifting or their sports yeah. you know rugby players whatever like you know basketball even whatever you, your joints get messed up Look into steel mace training of some sort. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, contact a guy like Nate if you're in San Diego area who can bring you through it. Because, I mean, you're a prime example. Um, I really figured based upon your physique that you were still hitting strength conditioning and stuff like that. But you're pretty much doing uh, shanna board. You're doing clubs and you're doing mace and you're you're able to hold like a horse stance squat your legs look solid so anybody who's like they don't know what to do they're stuck beat up or just tired of doing the same old thing and you're looking at steel mace but you're thinking well that's not going to help me keep my muscle that's not don't think that don't think that that's that's a good message that all steel mace coaches got to put out there so um you know people do have alternatives do you have any actual clients that have also moved away from weightlifting like you did and you're training them? Most of my clients, I do I do all. I combine them all. Um, one of my current clients, he's his gym is, uh, I actually do virtual clients as well. Um, and he's up in San Francisco. Um, and his uh, home gym is kind of, uh, is under construction at the moment. So we've only had like this six by six space um, and so all we've been able to use are like the clubs and stuff because we don't have his rack or dumbbells or anything like that. Um, 
But so he's had that five pound Persian meals, a Shenna board, a 10 pound steel mace and a 20 pound steel mace. Um, and he's been kicking ass like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, he's like constantly gaining mobility, um, constantly gaining strength. Um, and he's, you know, maintaining and losing weight. And it's like it's a, and all he's using is five pound clubs, 10 pound clubs and a 20 pound club. It's great, man. That's <laughs> a, that's a awesome thing. Yeah. Nate, uh, we're going to hang it up now, but before we yeah. go, um, tell everybody how to get in touch with you. And, uh, you know, you said you do um, virtual training, right? So uh, everybody needs to know that. But, uh, yeah, give us the lowdown on how to get in touch with you. Of course. So if, directly, if you want to get in contact with me, the easiest thing to do is check me out on Instagram. Uh, it's got a pivot, G-A-D-A-P-I-V-O-T dot S-M-F. Um, just throw me a DM or shoot a comment on any of my photos that you uh, thought you were cool. I thought you like any like. Um, otherwise, you can go to my website, uh, www.gotapivot.com. Um, has all the information about what uh, my business is about, the programs that I provide, and other services that might help you on your journey to get to your strongest and best self. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, your your uh, Instagram is great. Uh, there's really good, well done videos on there. I wish I could do videos like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you got um, you you got it all broken down there. So if anybody's curious, you're in the San Diego area, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, maybe this is the right guy for me. Go go to his Instagram. Uh, you could, if you have a niece already, you could try out some of the stuff that he's doing. But then, of course, you're going to contact him to go deeper. Um, other than that, you know just hit him up on virtual. So yeah, Nate, thank you. This was an awesome podcast. We, the deep dive that we just did on how it helps with like stress and stuff like that. This is a reoccurring thing that has come up on the podcast a lot. That's why I like it when more people keep saying it just keeps proving it until some scientists actually get, come out and do studies. It's a little anecdotal at best, but that's all we got. And it seems to be the thing, right? Yeah, of course. Yep. All right. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you at the next one.